What's going on today, guys? On today's episode, today's talk, I'm going to share with you guys how to go about growing a business, starting a business while you're in severe debt. Because I can tell you right now, I can, I'm can. i coming from a place of experience and expertise just because I am going through it and I have been going through it for quite some time. And uh, I think this will be a very uh, valuable talk for so many of you because I know a lot of you are in a very similar situation just as I am. And uh, a lot of you with aspirations and, and dreams of starting a company, starting a business. Some of you are meant to do it. Uh, and, and I want to be able to try to you know use as much of my experience and you know my you know the advice that I can offer to some of you to hopefully bring as much as you as many of you as as much value as I can. I got my words a little mixed up there, but but I want to be able to help as help as many of you as I can that are in this situation because you know I want you all to first know that it is possible to grow a business while you're in a lot of debt. Okay, it's it is very possible to grow a business in today's internet age with literally no money initially invested. Like you can do it. You just have to be creative. You got to be savvy about how you go about doing certain things. All right. And and, and, and you're going to have to put a lot of hard work in. Okay? There's no denying that uh, when you don't have money, all you have is your work. You have your sweat, what we call sweat equity, basically the, the money you have in, in your work and the time that you invest. All right. That's all you've got. So, you know, the, the one important thing for everybody to understand is that you, you know, when, when and honestly, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be very honest. I feel like, you know, entrepreneurs that come from a place of, you know, no money or debts or from a severe disadvantage, it forces you to have to get creative. You know, when you're not somebody that comes from a family of wealth or you didn't inherit money or you just naturally, you know, had money, you weren't really forced to get super creative, you know, because when you've got money, you know, things are quite a bit easier in terms of growing your business and investing in the, you know, different verticals, different avenues for your business. But, you know, when you come from a place where you don't have money, you got to get very creative about how you do things. And I think that creativity that you learn from something like for myself, like I feel like the stuff that I'm learning from how to basically grow T5 gaming and, and, you know, the real estate side and the event side, all from, you know, the, my position at this point, that the learning, the experience and, and how to be creative with literally little to no money that I do have, um, is, is, is going to take me a very long way when it comes to even when I do have money at some point and making sure that, you know, obviously I'm a lot smarter with the way I invest my money, uh, this go around versus, uh, how I was previously. And, you know, before I really jump into some of the practical steps, guys, I really want to share my, my story in a nutshell with you guys. And, and some of you that have been following me, now you know my story because I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes. It's been quite a while ago, but I have shared the story about my current financial situation, how I got here. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that I share it for all the new folks, the new listeners, you know, all my players that want to learn more about me and then want to gain value and the people that are part of TE5 and just people following me in general, um, so I'm going to share my story real quick, just kind of my brief story, not my entire life, but really the last four to five years of my life. Uh, we're going to talk about that because all of these things are very important for 
you know, you to know, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to be able to relate to this story in some way or, or another. Uh, and then obviously from there, we'll talk about, you know, some, you know, what are the things that I'm doing currently with T5 to um, basically <clears throat> still gain, you know, have results, but, um, you know, but, but with not having much money to, you know, to invest into this at this point. So um, pretty much uh, it all started... 2015, I graduated college, guys. I uh, went to went to Lenore Ryan University, which is a private school uh, up in Hickory, North Carolina. Very, very expensive school. And I got a bachelor's of science in exercise uh, physiology. I was going to go be a strength and conditioning coach for a big university for, for a football team or wh- wherever I could get a job because you know, coming out of high school and growing up, you know, I was, I was a big football player, all-star football player, and I went and played college ball, and I was a weight room junkie, you know, I was obsessed with it, and, you know, I always had a passion for it back then, and I figured, you know, well, that's something, if I could do that and get paid for it, that'd be pretty awesome, and that was my mindset going into college, so, you know, basically go to college for four years, I was a, I was a fifth-year senior, and, um, Basically got to do my internship literally like the fall semester of my senior year. And I did it at Gardner-Webb University, which is a, you know, small D1 school out in Bowling Springs, North Carolina, which is, you know, not far from Shelby where I currently live. And um, I did it for about six months and I got to experience it, live it for, you know, full time essentially. And I hated it. I absolutely hated it. It was not what I expected it would be. And I pretty much like instantly knew, I'd say after about the first week of doing it, like I knew I did not want to do this. And it was very unfortunate at the time because, you know, I had already incurred 80 plus thousand dollars in student loan debt. And I was literally like three class credits away from graduating. So it wasn't like I was just going to say F it and and quit because, you know, I already went through all that and I spent all that money. I wasn't about to just not get that degree and get that piece of paper. So I had to tell myself, look, just finish it, get it done with. And that's what I did. And, um, you know, but I knew deep down in my heart, I did not want to be in this field at all, you know, and I had other options I could have done for career choices and jobs, but I just like, I I did not want to do any of it, you know, and it's unfortunate that it took me all the way until senior year, which I think, you know, in colleges and stuff, I think they should be letting kids intern immediately in whatever career field they're going into. So that way these kids really know deep down if it's something they want to do or they don't before, you know, they have to spend all this money going to college, which is a scam anyways, in my opinion. And, um, you know, just to find out that they end up hating it. Cause guys think, and I know even some of you guys that are older, you went to college, like think I, and, and I know some of you have, are not doing anything related to your degree because you ended up hating it. <laughs> you didn't actually end up enjoying doing what you were doing. And I know there's so many people out there like that. And, you know, it's unfortunate cause you racked up all this debt and like, you're literally not doing the thing that you paid all that money for or that you are paying for that money for. Um, so nonetheless, graduate school in, in 2015, then I basically discovered real estate. You know, and those of you that are also been following me, you understand that I have uh, some experience and, and I've, I've worked in the real estate investing industry. Okay. I've worked for a company. I've owned my own business. I've done both uh, all regret around flipping houses and uh, new construction, acquiring uh, off-market properties, negotiating deals, sale, pretty much a lot of sales work that I've done. 
uh, and I made a lot of money on. Basically, I discovered it in 20, uh, it was like late 2014. I started real estate pretty much full time early 2015. And I basically, you know, owned my own business to all the way through 2017 for a solid two years and uh, made a lot of money. And then I, after that, started having some, some downturn in my business. I lost a couple clients, whatnot. And um, around 2018, that's basically when uh, things started kind of going downhill for me on the business side of things. Because financially, just to kind of give you guys some perspective, and I have no issue sharing this stuff, and you know, because I think it's important to get the full context. You know, when my wife and I first got married in 2014, we were living in a very modest house in Shelby that belonged to one of her grandmas, that uh, which her husband's mother passed away in so it was a very old house and you know it wasn't the best living condition whatnot but it was free you know we didn't have to pay her any rent or nothing uh she just all we had to do is pay the utilities and keep up with the house so you know our monthly expenses were like three to four hundred bucks not a big deal okay um and, you know, I mean, everything was, like I said, it, it was easy living and whatnot. And then, like, as, you know, once we hit 2016, starting 2017, when things really started to take off for me um, in terms of, like, the amount of money I was bringing in, we basically scrapped the whole modest country life and we went to kind of live out our, you know, fantasy dream of living in a, in a, in, in a city, you know, in a very luxurious high-rise uh, condo apartment, which we lived in, in this place called The View, in downtown. And I mean, it's a place where, you know, like NFL, like, like Christian McCaffrey, he lived there, Luke Keekley, like Greg Olson, a lot of these, you know, big stars lived there. Um, I think Cam Newton, even he lived there before I got there, but you know, and we also had NBA players there. I mean, it was a, it was the most expensive, like high rise apartment in the entire city. And I was bringing in so much money that we could afford to do it. But, you know, essentially me not being smart about things, my whole mindset was because I, I knew how much debt I was in going into this. And I knew that the amount of money we were going to be ex, you know, expending uh, by living this lifestyle, you know, we were just barely going to break even, you know, and we weren't really going to have much left over to either, you know, protect ourselves in the event of a dip in business or to even be able to pay debts off. And my whole, my whole naive mindset at the time was that, you know, I, and when I started initially getting this success that it wouldn't stop, I just kept thinking, you know, the, the, literally the thoughts that I had to myself were, you know, the incomes, we're not going to lose income. I'm just going to literally, you know, have my clients now. And then over time, I'm going to get more clients. So my income will just keep going up. And then eventually, I'm going to have enough money left over to start paying debt. And that was my whole mindset. And, um, you know, things were fine for a little while, but then I ended up losing a client. And then that, because we were just barely breaking even with the large amount of money I was bringing in, um, Basically, we started we started hemorrhaging. We were starting to lose money. We went in the hole every month, and you know it, things started to compound. You know because and because I wasn't paying my credit card debts initially, I wasn't chunking away at those debts. Those interest rates started to creep up on me, and I started to really get dinged, and, it, and the payments became more and more and more. Till eventually, you know, I just had to tell my wife. I was like, you know, and we were still under a lease, but if we don't leave here now, we're literally going to run out of money within the next. Couple couple months. 
like we're going to be completely screwed. So, you know, we broke our lease and I had to pay them a pretty hefty few thousand dollar fee to do it, uh, the view. But we ended up leaving there and went to a more affordable place, which we ended up renting a house, okay, a, a nice little house. It wasn't like nothing too extravagant, but it was a three, two, but it's like a three, two, um, it was about 1300 square feet. You know, it wasn't a massive house, but it was a decent little size house in a nice little cul-de-sac neighborhood uh, in the north part of Charlotte. And, um, you know, but, but the rent was still quite a bit, you know? So, I mean, basically, but it was a lot cheaper than living in the luxurious high rise apartment we were living in, because I can tell you right now, if you've never, like, I, I, you should just do this. If you want to Google where I lived, go to Google, type in the view. Okay. It's V U E in Charlotte. And like, literally you'll understand why it cost as much as it did. Uh, because you know, we literally had like concierge 24 seven, like it was, it was like living in a five-star hotel almost. It was, it was crazy with all the amenities we had and everything. It was, it was an absolute amazing experience. And it was something I'll never forget. My wife will never forget. And, um, we got to get that out of our system. I think that was the most important part of that is like, I got to kind of get a lot of this, like, you know, fantasy living out of my, my system. And I think that's important. And, and, you know, guys, I'm one of the guys, I'm I'm one of the people that believes everything happens for a reason. Uh, I think that uh, you go through experiences for, it's not just out of coincidence. There's a reason you go through it. And I, and honestly, from a optimistic perspective, which is how I look at it, it's from a, you know, you go through things for a reason that are, it's like, getting you prepared for the next chapter or getting you prepared for your next steps. I I truly believe that. And, um, you know, I think it was important for me to be able to understand, to live that lifestyle and just, and just understand that I, I was overvaluing it so much in my mind as a, as a younger man who knew nothing but modest living in the country, you know, not getting any type of like city life experience. You know, and I just had this dream and fantasy, you know, as I graduated college and my business started growing and stuff that like I just needed to live this this lifestyle because I felt like I was impressing other people or like I could show and prove to my mom that I can do something. It was more about proving people wrong. But at the end of the day, like I realized that a lot of that stuff just doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter when you, once you, once you experience it and you feel it, you know, it's not this like super big fantasy anymore. And I think that was a huge, huge step for me in my life was going through this experience of, you know, living this luxurious, luxurious, uh, luxury lifestyle. And then obviously, you know, we had to start downgrading and basically we went to this house and, you know, even though we stopped the hemorrhaging, we were still we can't, we were end up we ended up being back in the same boat in terms of we were barely breaking even and you know debts were still not getting paid you know i mean other than the minimum payments we weren't like actually chunking away at debt and that interest just kept kept keeps on cranking and cranking and cranking and 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 eventually i mean it, when we had weeks and days where like you know we were so we wanted to stay in charlotte we loved having our life there and you know but like we i was wondering how i was going to get groceries that week like i was stressing about that stuff I mean, it was terrible like super bad stress and 
you know, eventually after about, it was like five or six months, I just told my wife, I was like, we're just, you know, we're going to have to pull the plug on this because I, I can't keep doing this because it was taking a super big toll on me. And I know she was stressing as well, but it, it you know, for me to know that like we were literally not getting anywhere with our debt, um, it just was not worth it to me to try to continue to make this, you know, living this, you know, our, our lives in Charlotte and the expenses that, you know, occurred from that to make that happen because the only other option we would have had was to literally go live in a shit dump, which, you know, with a wife and a child, you know, for a very cheap rent, that's just, that, that wasn't something I wanted to do. And I, I didn't think that was going to be good for either, for any of us. So I basically was like, look, we're going to go back to Shelby. We're going to move in with your parents and we're going to get debt paid off. And that's what we've done. And we're still here to this day working on that. But I will say that since we've done that, we have, you know, been able to get a lot of debts paid off. And this is kind of another reason why I think everything kind of happens for a reason, because, you know, for a lot of you that follow me from gaming and esports with TE5, you know, I've only said this a few times, but, you know, I end, I'd left TE5 altogether and did nothing with it for almost two and a half years. Okay. Like, you know, it was like, well, no, it was actually longer. It's probably close to three, three years or so. Um, you know, because I basically left T five around early mid, it was about, well, it was about towards the end of 2015. Okay. So it, it might've been two and a half more so give or take, but it, it was around the two, two and a half, three years, somewhere around that timeline. But, you know, when I went into the real estate business, that's when I kind of left gaming alone because, you know, I kind of, you know, I, I had been running T five as a younger man, you know, through college and, even when I graduated college for a little bit. And, you know, I, I did that for, you know, from 2011 to 2015. So a solid four years, you know, four or four to five years that I ran TE5. But it was, you know, at, at that time, I was younger, I was naive. I had no business savvy, not much of it, you know, and it was more of just like a clan. It was just that competitive vibe. I was much more of a player back then, as long as well as a leader uh, of TE5. And, you know, but but it wasn't really going anywhere in terms of a business sense, okay? And uh, that's when I basically, when I discovered real estate, I became obsessed with it. I pretty much left gaming for a period, you know, two at least a two, two and a half year period of time in which nothing happened. I mean, T5 was still, I mean, it still existed. It was there. We had some like community people still rep the, 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 the tags and all, but like nothing was really happening with the org. You know, I wasn't doing anything with it. So, um, you know, and, and it, it's just funny how things kind of happen because obviously with my, you know, my situation financially, especially if I was still going to be trying to live in Charlotte, you know, because we didn't move back to Shelby until like early 2018. It was around March. I'm pretty sure March of 2018 is when we moved back. And even then I had no intention of restarting Teeth. I've had no intention. I mean, you know, throughout 2016 and 2017, I'll be honest, I probably thought about it once or twice, just about, you know, because I always reminisce, man, TU5 was so much of my college, and like, I had so many fun experiences, and I, and I always loved gaming, and I always did, and every time I tried to basically take myself away from gaming, like, 
it would it would work for a small period of time, but I would always find myself right back. And that and I this has happened like three over three times in my life that I've removed myself from gaming. I came back, I removed myself, and I came back, and I just can't stay away from it because it's my real passion. I love this stuff, and you know this time go around, I'm not removing myself no more because you know I know this is where I really meant to be. Um, but nonetheless, like. It it just happened to be a coincidence that, you know, in March is when we moved back with her parents and literally like all that financial hemorrhaging and then that that heavy load was just instantly lifted. So now, even though I, I still wasn't bringing much money in, I mean, I was, I was still making money for a period of time because um, I had a job still with my former client, but... Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I could pay debts off and I had some flexibility to actually invest in TE5 because it was around May of 2018 when I actually decided to pick back up TE5. But this time, you know, coming back to gaming and esports, you know, it was a big commitment. Um, it, it was just one day in like late April when I got a message from one of my former players and he asked me if I was ever going to bring T5 back. And, and you know, I, I've been asked this throughout, you know, the, the two, three year stint that I wasn't doing anything. But for some reason, this message just hit me. It hit me in a way that was like, it just I, I, like I started, it started like instantly sparking visions the moment I got this message. And like all of a sudden, it's like my excitement returned and like the desire to bring back TE5, it just lit a fire in me. And then like literally from that one message, like I decided to, you know what, screw it. We're doing this. I'm coming back and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to fulfill the dream that I have for TE5. So basically made the commitment in May and literally we've been trucking ever since. Um, you know, obviously we've came a really long way over the last three to four months. Um, but you know, we, we've been really back active and I've been building this org from the ground up once again. Uh, and it's been happening since May of 2018, you know, so we're going on what a year and a half almost at this point. Um, but you know, the, the important thing to know is that, you know, this all just happened once we moved back here and, you know, I was I was able to actually make some some small investments into our brand and you know rebranding T five, creating the new logo, uh, the name, and just you know I mean we had a bunch of different tournaments and prize events and things we hosted, so I ha- you know had the ability to do that stuff. But you know at the end of the day, um, it it just worked out. It worked out because I was no longer having to do the job that I absolutely hated doing. Uh, you know, on the real estate side, and instead got to literally focus on what I love doing. Now, you know, that's and that's kind of the story of where we are today. Okay, now, it's important to understand guys that, you know, though, I've been, you know, my wife and I've been living with, you know, her parents for a while, we've gotten a significant amount of debt paid off, but we still got a lot more. But this is now we're going to get into the part about like, you know, basically what I've been doing you know, since we've been back here and essentially trying to get this debt paid off while growing TE5. So, you know, it's definitely no uh, secret, guys, if, you know, there's some folks that don't have debt or don't have very much debt that have a lot more, have a little bit more flexibility in terms of the job 
that they have to work. Because here's the thing, guys, like no matter what, if you're in debt, like you're in severe debt, kind of like myself, you know, then you're, you're really bootstrapped as to what you can do when it comes to starting your business. So with T5, you know, I've had to work an, a side job. I mean, I've had to, you know, there's no other way around it. You know, the only other way is for me to force TE5 to make money. And for the longest, you know, I didn't want to start trying to monetize TE5, you know, because, you know, I listened to a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. And, you know, one of the big things he talks about is the moment you start monetizing your your audience or, you know, in this case, TE5 and the people involved in it, or, you know, and offering ways to make money from it. It, it changes the entire dynamic, you know, and literally like I could have been, you know, we've got the player packages now. We got all I, I could have been doing this a long time ago, but I waited for a while, you know, I mean, I literally, you know, through 2018, I never we never did any of this stuff, you know, and, and not all of it was planned and designed. Like I didn't even think about doing something like this when I first restarted T5, you know, in May of 2018. But it wasn't until about the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, when, you know, I started having thoughts about this stuff. I just didn't execute on it. Uh, We didn't actually put nothing in plans or together. But through all that time, you know, I was having to work other jobs to pay off, to pay my bills, to still pay, you know, the, the, the minimum payments on these credit cards and as well as to, you know, pay our uh, student loan debt, which, you know, at this point, it's the only thing we got to worry about, but it's still a lot, you know, because obviously all this time that's went by for all these years and that interest never stopped. It just keeps going and going and going and going. Um, you know, and, you know, essentially that's kind of my first point I'm going to talk about for you guys is that, you know, it is possible even when you're in debt to start a business, but some, some things you're going to have to really consider, especially depending on your age. And this is kind of goes into, you know, you not caring about what everybody else thinks, but, you know, it's okay if, you know, you're, you know, you're 24, 25, 26, and you already moved out from mom and dad's house and, you know, you, you have to move back in. It's okay. Or to move in with somebody. You know, if you're single, obviously, you can get roommates. Um, you can get, um, you know, obviously, if you've got a, a significant other and you guys are living together, whatever the case is. But your number one thing, if you're in debt that and you're going to start a business, and it's pretty obvious, is you've got to cut your overhead expenses, pers- your personal overhead expenses, as much as you possibly can, okay, to, to as much significant degree as you possibly can, okay, and for a lot of you, that means, you know, getting out of that apartment you're living in, and you're spending 1200 bucks a month for, and moving back in with mom and dad, you know, or going living with aunt and uncle, grandma and grandpa, and literally not paying rent, guys, I'm telling you right now, that's a huge, huge, huge thing, that you need to do if you're in severe debt. And and this is where your pride, you have to swallow your pride because there's, listen, man, it's not fun when you're coming from somebody like me. Trust me. Okay. It's not fun when literally we were lit like, you know, in, in 2017, I'm living this baller lifestyle that most people, even all my friends, I went with, that people don't even get to live ever in their life. I go from that to all the way back to moving in with my wife's parents you know, back home, essentially, um, you know, to, you know, a a year and a half later, (laughs) that's a massive change. Okay. It's an absolutely massive change, but you know, you, you, you've got to, to swallow that pride. You got to not care about what everybody else thinks, how they're going to judge you. 
And that's the hardest thing. And, that, and, and that's unfortunate, guys, because that's what stops so many of you from ever being able to progress with your dreams and your businesses because you're too worried about what everybody else thinks, okay? And I'm going to tell you right now, if you cannot get over that, if you're in severe debt, you're trying to start a business, you're never going to get anywhere. You're never going to get anywhere. You've got to stop quitting. You've got to quit caring about how everybody judges you. Everybody's be like, oh, he's moving back with his parents. He sucks. He must not be successful. You got you to gotta tune that shit out. Literally, tune it out. Use it as fuel. Stay quiet. Do your work. Okay, or you can be like me and just blabberly talk about it all openly because I don't give a damn. I listen. You want to talk? You want to know who people that don't really give a damn about like talking about and who's not ashamed about this? It's the ones that are very open about it. Okay, I'm open about this stuff because I don't care who judges me. I don't care who thinks I'm this or that. Like I, I I'm an open book with that stuff because at the end of the day, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm capable of. And I know that this is going to bring value to so many of you. So, you know, but at the end of the day, that's a big thing, guys, is moving back home is, is a huge thing. Or, you know, whatever you got to do, okay? Because if you're married, obviously, I'm. it's not like I could go get roommates with a wife and a, and a two-year-old at the time. That's just not going to work out, uh, you know? So we literally, you know, came back home and, and we cut all that overhead. We cut those expenses. And that's super important, guys. You've got to cut as much of the expense as possible, Okay. You know, and I mean, listen, guys, even if you're not in a dire situation, maybe you could still afford to to rent that house or that apartment and you still have a little bit of money left over. But if you're if you want to go all into your business, which I recommend, guys, if you're super serious about your business, you need to go all in. Even if you still have some margin left over at the end of the month, you know, you should still go back home. Or, or figure out how to cut that expense all entirely so you can go all into your debt and your business and figure out how, you know, you, you, can, you can mix the two. And that, that's going to kind of go into my next part, guys. You know, it's a balancing act, okay? It's truly a balancing act. I mean, you know, it's not that there's a right or wrong way. You know, you could literally say, screw it. We're just going to put the business on the side right now and spend the next two, three years focusing completely on debt. You could do that. I don't, I don't recommend that, but you could do that. Or you can figure out, you know, how can I try to balance this, you know, now that I've got the rest of my overhead basically gone, you know, how can I balance between the debts, you know, obviously insurance and all this different stuff, depending on what, how old you are and, you know, um, you know, growing your business. Because guys, here's the reality of it. Even though, yes, you can start a business with little to no money. Okay. I mean, with the internet today, it's literally, it's never been easier in the history of humankind to start a business of any kind. That's the beauty of the internet. It's a beauty of the time that we live in. But you can't also be naive to the fact that you're, you're going to have to invest money of some sort. Okay. But, but it's very affordable. Okay. You know, getting designs made for your logo, your brand, you know, and, and certain softwares that you might need, depending on whatever it is that you're doing, you know, I mean, you're still going to have to spend a little bit of money, but it's money that you should be able to afford to do with a normal paying job. Okay. So, you know, those are some of the most practical things are number one, you know, it's okay to move back in with mom and dad. It's fine. Get your debts paid off, cut your overhead. Okay. Fully commit 
to getting your debt covered and starting your business. Okay, number two, figure out what the balance is, okay, the budget wise, how much do you have that you can really dedicate towards your business, okay, and versus how much, you know, how much you're going to need to get your debts paid off. Number three, number three is figure out how to start getting your business generating its own money to pay for itself. Okay. Now this is the hard, this is usually a harder part, but this depends on how creative and, and how savvy you are. Okay. You know, rather it be with sponsors or partners or, um, obviously bringing value to an audience or community. So, you know, essentially, you know, T5 can, you know, pay for itself, which I, we're nowhere near that point yet for me, but you know, it's kind of the step that we're in right now is I'm trying to get T5 in a place where, you know, now that I've put all this sweat work in, you know, all this hard work, and that's kind of the next obvious thing, guys, is you're going to have to bust your asses, not only working at your job to get money to pay, you know, the bills, but you're also going to have to spend a lot of time outside of your job, focusing on growing your business, talking with people and selling people on your ideas and your vision. Because I can tell you right now, when you don't have money, all you have is your ability to persuade people. If you're not a capable person that can, that can preach a vision, that can, that can uh, persuade folks and, and basically sell the vision to convince others why they should care about what you're doing and why they should be on board with it, that's all you got. You know, so you, 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 you will learn how to get very good at doing that uh, and, and getting people to, to, to invest their time, their energy, and even their money in you or with you when you don't have any money to give yourself. Okay. It's a very, very big, big part in this entire equation, you know, and that's literally how TE5s lived. I mean, it's lived because of my ability to sell the vision to sell what we are doing to convince people to follow me and get on board it's literally pure leadership talent as to why this TE5 has continued to grow because you know nobody's getting paid to work at TE5 i mean none of that stuff i'm not i haven't seen a dime dude i've spent way more money than you want to know um you know on TE5 and not have never seen a profit at all period but you know, it, 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 but it's all I've had. All I've had is the, the work I can do and then me being able to help to, to talk to people and get people on board with me. So, you know, that's a that's a very important step, guys. You know, you, you, you got to start finding people and sharing that vision and whatever it is that you're doing and convince them about, hey, listen, you know, we're brand new. This is a startup. Obviously, there's no I can't pay you nothing now. But, you know, if we do X, Y and Z, we're going to get to this point. And obviously, at some point, you're going to be able you know, there's going to be a financial reward. There's going to be a reward at the end of it. And it's almost it's selling people on the path on the journey and what the outcome can be. You know, that's that's the other important part, guys. So you know, just to kind of recap things, we're talking about cutting your expenses as much as possible. It's okay to go back to live with mom and dad if you have to, okay? Which, you know, if you're going all in, all cards in, that's probably your best option, okay? Number two, um, figuring out what the debt to business investment ratio is going to be for you, okay? Because here's the thing, guys, it's going to take some money to do that. And and you gotta have a job too. I didn't mention this. I I, I kind of alluded to this, but guys, you're gonna have to get a job of some sort, preferably when it comes to the job that you get. And this is important. Before I wrap everything up, let's just cover this because this this is the most <laughs> probably the most important part because you still got to generate income. And 
you know, you want to get a, the type of job you want to get is a job that is mentally very easy. Okay. There's a difference between a mentally hard job and a physically hard job. Okay. Usually a physically hard job is very hard physically, but mentally it's very easy because you're, you know, most of your hard labor jobs, you know, you don't have to think too much. You just, you just do, you're told what to do and you do it. Okay. And I always recommend that anytime you get a job, what I consider the side job, when you're trying to get your debts paid off to start your business, you don't want a job that's mentally exhausting. Even though the mentally exhausting jobs are the ones that's going to give you more money, okay? That's usually the trade-off. The physical jobs are going to be the ones you get paid the less, and the, the mental ones are going to be the higher paid jobs. But when, when you have a job that's mentally draining, usually that's a job that you have to bring home. And that's a huge, huge disadvantage, Okay. You know, and, 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 you know, in theory, it sounds better because you're going to get more money usually and that you're going to be able to have more money to pay debts and invest into your business. But I promise you guys, the mental toll from a job that is mentally draining where, you, you know, you've got to bring it home essentially or, or you're responsible for, you know, producing a certain outcome like a sales position and things of that nature because that's kind of what I, where I was in. I was trying to build TE5 through 2018. Um, while I was working and managing uh, the the sales department for a, for a real estate organization, and I had a shit ton of expectation on me and a ton of um, of work that I had to bring home, you know, because I had to produce a result. And mentally, it was draining as hell. It wasn't a hard physical job at all. It was super easy physically, and I got paid pretty good. But mentally, it drained the hell out of me. And and because of that. I just didn't have the mental capacity to just continue to, 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 to focus on T5 or focus on other avenues. And that's ultimately what led to me leaving that job, you know, even though I was getting paid a pretty decent salary for doing it. And I had to go get a job at a grocery store, stocking a damn grocery store, making not even a fraction of what I was making. So you talk about the financial difference. It was a massive trade-off. I'm still working on that to that in that grocery store today right now, but I'm, I actually went today literally and interviewed for a another job at the uh, at, at, a, at the BMW plant down in Spartanburg where I can make a hell of a lot more money. It's still very physical, but it's mentally you know there's no mental strain to it. You know it's a job that I don't have to bring home. It's a job that you know is still going to allow me. It's going to allow me to make more money because that's important. You need more money okay to capitalize on opportunity and pay debts off, but you know, you still don't need, you do not need a job that you have to bring home a job that is mentally exhausting because you need that mental capacity. It's easy to physically recover from, from a, from a physical perspective and hell take a, take a, take a two hour nap or something. You're, you'll be all right. You'll be fine. Okay. But mentally guys, you can't escape that. It's very hard to recover from a mental, from mental drain, mental exhaustion. And I can tell you right now, you know, if you're trying to have a startup, you know, you're trying to build a business and you're trying to have a side job, your best bet is to pick a job where you don't have to think much. Okay. You know, another thing too is like some jobs, you know, if, if you have the flexibility to get on a phone and still actually do business while you're at the job, Hell, that's even better. And that's kind of the one of the lucky things that I'll, I'll always recommend to anybody. And, and this is the thing. If you're somebody who has, maybe you're wanting to start a business and you're not in severe debt. Let's just say you're in, 
low debt, low to modest debt. Okay. And when I say low to modest, I'm talking like less than, less than $20,000, you know, 15. Well, I, I don't know. A lot of people might argue and say 20 is a lot. Trust me. I, I think 20 is not much at all, but you know, if you're between 10 or $15,000 in debt, that's modest debt. Okay. I'm in 73 right now. Okay. So you want to talk about real debt, then come talk to me. But, and, and listen, I'm not even, I can't complain because there's some people that are literally in hundreds of thousands, you know, like six figure debts, which I can't even imagine multiple six figures, but nonetheless, you know, you know, if you're somebody that has low to modest debt, a grocery store stocking job, honestly, a third shift, especially if you're willing to work a third shift is amazing. It's amazing because like I know for me, and it's, I guess it depends on who the manager is. Luckily, I, had to, I have a pretty chill manager. But like, you know, I'll, I'll, you know I'll, I'll work and I'll have my stuff out and stock in the shelves and everything. But, you know, literally I'm interviewing people for TE5 and like I'm talking to my teams and my management people and all that stuff. And like I'm literally on the phone. A lot. There's some nights it's not that busy, but other nights I'm literally on the phone, you know, half the time I'm working, I'm just getting paid and I'm standing there and I'm talking, we're doing this, you know, and I'm still, I still get my job done, but like, I don't have a manager breathing down your back or, you know, somebody who's like, put that phone away, blah, 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 you know, because it's so laid back. And that's kind of my other thing with a job I would highly recommend guys. And, and it may sound counterintuitive, and for some of you, you may not like the whole third shift idea, but I promise you guys, when it comes to having a job, you know, l- listen, your whole objective, your whole objective, when you're trying to start a business, you're in debt, and, and if you're not in too bad of debt, you want a job that's as easy as possible that gets you the most money. Literally, as easy as you can get, because at the end of the day, it's going to give you the most amount of energy to then put into your business when you're not working. I mean, on like that in, in, a, in a perfect reality, you, I mean, you want a job that's physically easy, that's mentally easy, which I can tell you, grocery stores, both of those, um, you know, and, and you're still getting as much money. It's unfortunate just because the reason I'm having to leave the grocery store is because it just doesn't give me enough money uh, and I, I need more money. <clears throat> so you know, I, but, but it's a trade-off, guys. I mean, you're going to have to sacrifice some things or the other, but the number one thing you don't want to sacrifice in a job, <clears throat> in your side job, is the ones that are mentally exhausting. So is the mentally exhausting job. So just, just to give you some examples of what jobs I would avoid in these scenarios uh, for your side job, any management position you need to avoid. Okay, stick to being an employee because as a normal employee, you get to you get to go there, do your job and go home. And that's all you need to do. Get paid, go home, because the moment you start taking a management position, okay, and and yeah, you're going to get paid more money, but you guys can't fall for this little trap like you have to be smart about this. You know, just because you might get paid a little bit more money to be the manager of something you know, managers get called all the time. They get, you know, you got to report to upper management. You're having to, you know, like, you know, get, take calls and, and answer questions when you're at home. It just, it creates a lot more mental fatigue to be a manager. So I highly recommend you stay away from management positions, regardless if the pay is that much better. Okay. Now some management positions aren't as bad as others. So you can take that from a case to case basis, but I'm just going to tell you from a general perspective, you want to stay away from management positions. Okay. I would also stay away from sales. Okay. 
when you're tr- when you're needing a side hustle, okay, a side hustle, and you are trying to you know, grow a business on the side, okay, and make money with it and do all that. Because, no, you know, usually with your business, you're already going to have to do a shit ton of selling with it in order to get it off the ground. You know, you're either selling, you're, you either have to sell people or you're trying to sell to make money. So you, you've got enough on your plate for sales with your business. You don't need to be doing that with your actual job either, you know. Because I can tell you right now, sales is mentally draining. It is a, it is a taxing process on the mind. It is lots of, of negotiating and prospecting and, and uh, follow-up and just tracking everything. It is mentally exhausting to be very good in sales. And, and you need to save that mental energy for your business, the one that you're trying to grow and you're passionate about not doing the sales for another company. Because trust me, I was doing that. And it was super, super taxing, especially when you're responsible for hitting quotas and all this stuff. And there's just way more added pressure to you as a salesperson. So management and sales, okay, are the really the big two I highly recommend. You don't take a job that's anything like that. You just want a job where you can go in you're told what to do, you do it, and then you leave, okay? Just do your part and leave. And once you leave, you know, you, it doesn't come home with you. It stays at the workplace. Those are the best jobs, the side jobs to have when you're trying to start a business, guys, okay? And that's exactly what I've done, okay? I've eliminated the mental fatigue and stress. You know, for me now, the only other variable is I just need a little bit more money, but I'm going to apply to a job where I'm going to make a lot more money per hour, you know, on the side. So that's going to help me there. It's going to be a lot more physically demanding. And, you know, that's just a sacrifice that I'm willing to make and I'm going to have to make, you know, but it's still mentally not going to be exhausting. It's not a management position. I'm not going to have to bring it home. I'm literally going to go there, do my job, and then I'm going to leave and I'm going to get more money for doing it. Okay. So, you know, that's, that, that's what you need, guys, in terms of the job. So you have income coming in. You can still pay your debts. You, obviously, in, in the best scenario, you want to get as not, much money as you can so you can pay, you know, a lot of your debt off while still having the necessary amount for your business, okay? Because, I mean, hell, some of you guys are having domain names and you have a, a domain uh, Gmail or whatever, you know, you're going to have to pay. There's little subscriptions you're going to have to pay, like for T5, I've got to pay $50 a year for Discord. You know, I have the Discord Nitro, whatever, which gives us benefits uh, in our Discord, and that's a yearly expense. I've got to pay for PlayStation uh, Live subscription, Xbox Live subscriptions. That's money, you know, on a yearly to monthly basis. And, you know, I've got, you know, games that I purchased throughout the year. Not a whole lot, but games I've purchased. And, you know, there is gaming equipment and upgrades that, you know, I, I've got to get for certain things. And, you know, there, there are expenses for me in TE5, you know, and obviously I've paid for players to go into leagues and tournaments and represent us. And now I'm getting ready to pay players to go to land events. And, you know, there, there's all, there, there's still expenses involved. So that's what I'm saying, guys, you know, ultimately, you know, just to wrap this up, let's just cover some of the main points. And then that'll be an over 45 minutes into this. So, you know, pretty much number one, okay, Move back in with parents and or cut overhead as much as humanly possible. Cut your overhead expenses, okay? 
You don't need to pay a rent. You don't need to do any of that. If you can get in a situation where all you got to worry about is like your, depending on your age, your family's health insurance, and you've got your insurance covered. If you got a car payment, whatever. Obviously, I'm, I was very fortunate. My my mother handed, gave me her, her one of her old cars that actually got paid off. So literally, I don't have a car payment. So that's one thing I'm blessed for. Um, you know, so I have a car that's paid for. My wife's. Um, we're actually. Yeah, purchasing a, purchasing her car from a friend of hers, but it's a really really good deal, super low interest, and it's not a whole lot of money at all. And she gets she gets this pretty nice car, a, a much newer car. So, you know, our cars. You know, you want to get the best situation for that. Don't be going out and trying to get a damn loan on a on a car and create a freaking four hundred dollar car payment or something stupid like that. Which if you're in severe debt, you probably can't do that anyways. But you know, if that's one of the reasons you're in debt, don't try to go do it more, you know, get that settled, you know, as much as you can. Um, you know, but you just want to have the fewest amount of expenses possible. Very common sense, okay? Figure out how you best go about doing that and go all in. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, you know, make sure that you guys, you know, you're finding a job that, you know, is mentally not exhausting, that literally has zero mental exhaustion or as much as little as possible, you know, physical, it's okay. And, you know, you can go there and just do your job, stay away from management positions, stay away from sales. Okay. You know, logistics, you could probably put in there just depends. Sometimes logistics can be, it depends. If you're not in management and logistics, it's not that bad. Really management in general, doesn't matter what department or for whatever job you're doing. If you're in a management position, it's going to be more mentally exhausting. I promise you that. So focus on just being an employee and that's it. Okay. But try to get a job that's going to give you as much money as you can for as little work as possible. Okay, so it gives you the maximum amount of energy mentally and physically that you can redeploy into your business when you're not working. Okay, be willing to make sacrifices, guys. This is this is one of the other reasons why so many of you won't succeed. It's because you're unwilling to sacrifice, you know, your social life, your, you know, and, and even your family too. And I know, you know, this is not something that's a, you know, proud about conversation in terms of like, it's the right thing to do to, you know, not spend as much time if you got a son or a daughter or your significant other. But, you know, it's kind of one of those, what are the alternative results, guys? You either, if, if you're dead set on growing a business, you're going to have to invest a lot of work and time into it. And that will come at the expense of leisure time. That will come at the expense of getting to watch all the ball games or, you know, spending time with the wife and the kids as much. And, and that's, that's a sacrifice you have to make. There's no way around that. Absolute no way around that. Because if you don't, you're going to have subpar, mediocre results and you're probably going to end up quitting because you're not getting anywhere. And that's what's going to happen. You've got to be willing to commit all, go all in and you got to be willing to make sacrifices, okay? All right? <clears throat> you know, the, I mean, and, and guys, you, you got to not care about other people's judgment, okay? You got to not care about however other people perceive you and view you, guys. Listen, you are your own person. At the end of the day, you know, your life is your life. Your losses are your losses, Okay? I can tell you right now, I've went through a massive loss. Trust me. You know, like I told you, I went from living a super baller life, you know, literally in 2017 to a year and a half later, basically lost everything and, you know, back still in the same debt situation I'm in. Trust me, I know how to take a loss. Be able to take a loss and you got to be able to, to, to put that shit aside, learn from it, but you can't care about what everybody else thinks of you guys. You can't. 
because I promise you guys, you just keep your head down, you're focused, you'll do that. Five years later, you'll be the one, <laughs> you'll be the one that's, uh, you know, living that dream life. And, um, you know, all the people that were shitting on you and stuff before are going to be stuck in the same miserable situation. I can tell you that. So guys, that's going to do it for me. I hope that this episode helps somebody just, you know, something that you can relate to. But at the same time, these are really common sense, practical pieces of advice for just how to, you know, get a business going and really whatever it is. This doesn't have to be just for gaming and esports. It could be for anything. Okay. But like I said, cut your overhead as much as possible. Get a job that's not mentally exhausting. You know, it gets you as much money for as little work as possible. Be an employee. Don't let your work come home with you. Uh, You're already going to have enough to do when it comes to sales and mental energy that you're going to need for your actual business. Because trust me, that's where all your mental energy needs to go is in your business if you're trying to grow from ground up. And, um, you know, just be prepared to make sacrifices, guys. Okay, be prepared to work super, super hard. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm rooting for all of you guys. I hope that you know, you can take this stuff, apply it. I hope it's able to bring you success. That's going to do it for me on this episode. Take care. I'll see you guys later. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to share this with a friend. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, I'd really appreciate it if you do so. I'll catch you on the next one.